Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, uh, depending upon the time zone uh, that you're in. Uh, this is author to author on my website, jasveersingdangi.com. Uh, I am your host, Jasveer, and I have a very interesting personality with me. He is Mark Anthony uh, Rains. Mark is an author, he's a cartoonist, he's a blogger, he's a YouTuber, and he's also a podcaster. So he's a great guy. Welcome, Mark. Oh, well, uh, thank you for letting me on your show. Very nice of you. Thank you so much, Mark, uh, for taking time out to be with us. Mark, uh, tell our listeners something about yourself. Well, obviously, as you said, mentioned before, I'm a blogger and um, an author. And my first book, believe it or not, was a collaboration with a cult uh, artist called S. Rob. And he wrote the occult side, and I wrote the martial arts side. And did the illustrations, and it's called Cartoon Occult Martial Arts, which is the most bizarre book you've probably ever come across. But it, it, it's it, it, that was my first book, so that was my delve into writing. And obviously, as you mentioned, I'm a cartoonist with my friend who's a, a cryptozoologist, which I'm into as well. But he runs oh. a magazine, long line mm-hmm. magazine called Gonzo Weekly, and he allows me to do the cartoon on the like the last bit, which is great because it publishes your work. Mm-hmm. And also, I uh, sing a bit. Well, badly, my wife tells me. <laughs> I try to do a bit of comedy now and again. Uh, I like reading books and narrating books. I'm a bit of a horror host. I like horror. I like the classical horror as well as the modern horror. But I could do the classical for one reason only. It's normally public domain. It's free. And the author's not going to come knocking on my door going, Oi, I want your book. Who can't do my book? Oh, I want you out. Go on, out. So, yeah. I, so that's one of the reasons. And also, I've had a near-death experience. Oh, okay. Uh, please, please share. Uh, how did it happen? Well, well, what happened is, uh, some years ago, I was living in a place called Merton in Devon, which is in England, and I was feeling very unwell. So my wife phoned the doctor and he said it was a knee infection and she said, no, it's not. And I got gradually worse and worse and worse. I was very thirsty, very dizzy. So he came out and he smelt an anatone smell on my breath. So I was, the ambulance came and they couldn't uh, at first get a, a blood sugar reading. But when they did get one, it was one, two, four. So I was rushed from Merton to Barnstable Hospital, which is in North Devon, Barnstable, England. And from there, I was rushed from the ED straight to ICU. I was put in a three-week coma, induced coma. My wife at the time was told I was going to die, and she was very adamant that I wasn't going to. And whilst I was in my coma, I heard a woman's voice I've not heard before or since telling me to wake up. I had the most overwhelming feeling I've ever, ever had to wake up. Now, I believe this woman was my guardian angel. I know there's lots of theories out there about it's your brain playing tricks, it's the drugs, it's the medication. But that's my belief, and I'm sticking to it. And the reason why I call myself Ghostman, because a lot of people always ask this, is because I was even in the real world, or the next world, whilst I was in my coma, so therefore, Ghostman. So I thought it was a very original way of keeping my keeping that experience as well as, as much as I went for it, it's a way of 
enhancing it and embracing it must be a life uh, life altering experience it is very life altering it made me very more religious very more aware of mortality and you do i think most people would back me this back this up when they've been through whatever the death experience you've been through it feels like you've touched something whether it's heaven or not i can't tell you because i haven't generally gone knocking on the door yet and i don't really want to go there yet because that's the as they call it star trek the final frontier that is the actual final frontier but i do believe you touch something you know you you feel something i can't explain what it really is because it, it it's uh it's like you you know there's something there now but you can't put your hand on it absolutely you know you know you touch something you feel something your brain interprets it and it becomes a memory right so people may call it it was because of medicines it was because of this because of that but the fact is you've had an out of body experience and your your brain sort of you know believes in it you know uh, they say brain is a powerful projector the most powerful projector whatever you want to see the brain actually creates that thing in front of you so it could be ghost it could be angels it could be god it, it could be devil anything that you know you want to believe in your brain does that to you does that to your body and and uh, and i think whatever people might say it's a life altering experience it's an amazing experience that you've had tragic as you know it might be it was life threatening obviously but i think it has changed your life for better yes it inspired me in lots of ways because back in, i started podcasting in 2017 because mm-hmm. at the time i wasn't interested in video as i do more videos now because i've got more confidence i wanted to think oh well, how can i do it and i thought i'll get into podcasting and i didn't want to do it the hard way you know get all the proper so all dancing or singing equipment nothing wrong with that that's okay that's not my style i i'm it's too technical for me so i've every podcast i've ever ever done and i i can back it up is via a smartphone or an amazon fire tablet that is it that's as technical as i ever get i mean i know some people say oh the quality is not there but <laughs> hey you don't have to listen to me i don't mind it like you say nobody has to literally listen to me they don't want to yeah i don't make them i don't grab and go really what this is on my podcast i want to have it now listen to it yeah you do it because you want to do it right yeah absolutely i, I mean I, i'm a quite prolific i've done over i don't know there must be 3000 plus podcasts now okay I, i'm a bit obsessive with it but <laughs> i like it. it it's my thing it it, it helps me Because also you know, my, I have um, I had the same experience. Uh I I started my writing career with a lot of naysayers, you know. My uh, manuscript for version 1 and 1/2 was firstly rejected by three publishers saying why would anybody want to read about the memories of a common Indian, you know, man. They would want to read the uh, life of somebody famous. uh so that kind of demotivated me, but then I told them, you know, I'm writing because I want to write. whether people read it or not i'm really not sure how is the response going to be i'm not sure but i'm writing because i want to write and that's how you know i started my journey we 
you got to do. You got. Am I feeling like this? You give something a go. Yeah. It doesn't work out. Fine. At least you look back. Don't it? Years later, say, yeah, I had a go at that. <laughs> and people go, did you? I said, yeah, I've got a book. Really? I've done podcasts. Really? And and, and people are surprised at how many books I've got. I mean, I've got most. I my I got mostly horror, which is touch of comedy in them, mm-hmm. because. I always find, I shouldn't say this, but if you're upset with somebody or a situation, that's the best time to write a horror story. Because you can put them in, in the horror story, obviously not the name, but you can emphasise and think, what can I do to that person? Can I murder them? Or can I make them insane? Or can I... Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. can you make them insane? Oh, yeah. and that's that's why I like that's why I like horror. I mean, I mean, I know we've got the horror of the real situation now with the pandemic, but but we need escapism. Escapism is the one thing that they do that is easy. Not you can't. You don't need any television. You don't need anything else. The brain is the most active oh, um, thing you can imagination for anything in your life. Love, sex, marriage. You know, it's all here. It's all if you have the right attitudes, the right means to cope with things. Because you know things are always going to be not easy in life. Because I have a, a condition called small vessel disease of the brain, which affects my cognitive skills like memory and speech. And sometimes I say things that are not the wrong sentence or I spell the wrong things. And sometimes I have very severe movements like um, like fits, like epileptic fits. But I did get frustrated with it at first, but now I just have the attitude of, nah, get on with it. Every bad day, you have a bad day. You know, there is so much uh, sorrow or uh, sorry, rather, you can feel for yourself but how long would you do that you know life always finds a way to move ahead and you have to move ahead with it accepting the facts and i think you've done it wonderfully well and uh, you're doing so many things so many creative things uh, do you think sort of uh, creativity or doing creative things uh, uh, you know gets your mind uh, uh, sort of in the sharper sense does that work do you think creativity is good for your brain? Yes, because I think the more you be, you become a bit zombified if you want to tell it, you know what I mean? You sort of like watch it and you become a little bit brain dead for a minute. There's nothing wrong with that because we, we all need that as well. You do need that as well. But I think if you watch the news too much at the moment, because it's constantly bad news, or some form of aggression or something that builds up, builds up. It slowly gets in here. And if you don't release something or find a way to release it, you will get ill. I mean, I I predicted there was going to be a mental health problem way back when the pandemic started. I kept on and on about it to people. And nobody was listening. They said, oh, it won't happen. No, it silly. And I think to myself, well, I've been proven right. You know, because, Absolutely. you know, we're... As humans, we need contact because we are 
a social being. And without being about imagine the world without Zoom or Skype or Facebook or Twitter, what would we do then? <laughs> True. Insanity would roll. And I think half the problem during COVID has been uh, the mental issues, the mental health issues. And, uh, you know, you're talking about uh, England, uh, UK. We we have this problem in India because it's a taboo issue talking about mental issues in India. People are not that open. People are not very comfortable coming on camera, coming on screen, or let's say talking to their even family members about mental health issues. So that's a huge issue. And, and something good about Canada is that people... <clears throat> People, you know, can talk about mental health issues openly. That's something I liked about the Canadian culture and uh, the Canadian healthcare systems. But in India, and I'm, I'm surprised you're talking about uh, UK. Uh, they have similar issues there as well. Well, yeah, I think it's it's all around the world. It's 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 the old British stiff upper lip. You're not allowed to speak about things as if you've got to get on and deal with it. But yeah. I, I believe. If you don't talk about something, you can't deal with it. I mean, I've had instances I've been depressed. I have OCD. I've had suicidal thoughts. I've even tried to have, commit suicide twice in my past. I've even been, committed criminal damage in my past. I mean, it's not something you'd be proud of, but at the time, that was me. But I'm not that person anymore. I'm mm-hmm. a great believer of you shouldn't live in the past. You should always move forward. You exactly. can't... if. If you had a Doctor Who TARDIS, would you actually go back and change it? Because would it make you a completely different person? Because the only way you learn is by mistakes. True, true. Uh, I, I think that's so meaningful that you're saying, you know, you can't live in your past and, and you should not be judged on the basis of your past. Uh, you should be judged on the basis of what you are present, what you're doing now. And uh, I think you've uh, turned around your life remarkably well. Uh, Mark, let's quickly talk about writing. What does it mean to you? Why Why do you write? I write because I think it's an expression of putting myself in it. I think every author that's ever wrote a book, no matter what gender or what, even if it's non-fiction, you do put yourself a little bit in that position or, the, or, or yourself into it without realising it, because you look back and think, oh my God, I, I put myself in that situation without realising it. it. It's nothing wrong with that. All authors do that. It, it, because that's how you can write. I mean, I may not be the greatest speller in the world or the greatest grammar in the world, I admit that. But my, my expression is get the story out there. And if someone out there just enjoy, get reads it, and they think, oh, I like that. I mean, that's why I wrote my own autobiography, which I called The Diary of an Ex-Essex Weirdo. Because I thought, I've got to get my story out there. It's only little bits to my story. I've left mm-hmm. bits out because I didn't want to put no names in there or situations in there that might upset people. Because I'm not one of those people. I think, you know, I'm not going to deliberately go for the juggler like some people do. And I, I think I sent you a copy. I think I sent you a copy. Yeah, you did. You did that. And um, why I wrote it, I felt, well, because of my small vessel disease, vessel disease and memory problems, 
Well, if I don't get it out there now, I might forget some of my own past. Mm. And this is the way of me looking back and going, oh, I do that. And yeah. I don't people think, oh, it's going to be boring. And I actually put in the book little references to do, like, oh, I'm sorry if I'm boring you. If I get you too boring, don't read this book. Don't buy it. Give me a bad review. I put it in the bin. Or something like that. I actually put it out in the book so people can... I put my sense of humour in there as well. So that mm, people that's know... That's Yeah, like you've got to do. Like, you, like your book, like you said earlier, about your time in India. It's similar to that kind of way of writing. Hmm. So... Can I give the, you a sample of a little bit of my book from my book? Yeah. Very small sample. Is this is a book from the book. I like to play my milk float, my little in the back garden. When I tend to score our Lady Lords Manchester Drive, I was quite shy to think when I asked to play the role Mark Anthony for Club Play, I finished to kiss the girl and run out of the school. I remember all the girls wearing white pencils and Mark Bowling, T Rex and black and pink. At the time I ate a rice crispy cake for pudding. As I bit into it, it tripped my tooth. Now I come to an event that affected my life more than I thought about. That was the time I, I had time to reflect on it. Along with a girl, whose name I do not remember, recorded the headmistress office to be informed we'd be kept back a year for reasons I also forgot. Anyway, to cut the chase, it meant that I was always playing catch-up. My granddad mm-hmm. worked as a caretaker in my primary school. We would visit my gran- our grandparents on a semi-regular basis. And one trip on the way home, turned to wave goodbye and walked headfirst into the headline post. My head had a tennis ball like a lump, which really hurt. Later in life, the hardest things I had to do was tell my dad's and years later my mum's funeral. My dad's funeral brings back a few bad memories, as this is when I had a major fallout with my older sister, who walked out of the car before the journey to South Hill Sea Crematorium, shadowed me in the funeral car and made to carry my carrier bag in the service and wake. I felt like shit. If my nurse hadn't been there, I would have left. My mother's funeral, I was determined to say some words about how much I missed her as I bottled out of my dad's. Things I did not like with my sister's boyfriend keeping on about me not going too far due to my illness, and it's constantly going on about gold radio. So that's the sort of thing I add in to, yeah. like, you know, I, I put my a lot of me in that book, there's a lot of me. When exactly did you start writing, Mark? Was it, uh, were you writing before uh, that life-changing experience or you started writing only after that? Someone liked writing, I used to like writing poetry, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I, as I said, um, my first book was with a collaboration with a cult artist called S. Rob. And it's a very weird combination of a book. It's not your average lucky book, but it's probably... From that weird book, I learned to write how to learn to write and how to, because I, I also did illustrations for it. And then he wrote the cartoon, uh, the occult bit. I wrote about the martial art bits because I did do karate for a little while. I got up to green second belts, that's not bad. Um, and uh, I wrote the uh, martial art bits, and it's called Cartoon Occult Martial Arts. And it, as I say, it's bizarre as the title says it is. It's hickety pickly <laughs> because my, it was my first attempt at writing. But it, I was very honoured that he let me do that. It was very kind of him. He didn't have to do it. He was the one that gave me the chance to do it. Basically, because I helped him 
because I had him a lot on podcasts a lot, and he's I promote his books as well. So it's like a two-way sword, like you mentioned when we were talking to me earlier on the live podcast. If you can't help someone, it's just well, because podcasting is still the punk rock of radio. You can still get away with a lot more podcasting. Yeah. You probably could on the radio station. True. So uh, everything that you did, writing, podcasting, you know, uh, being a cartoonist, YouTuber, how did it, you know, change after your uh, experience? After your life-changing experience? I think experience. it's maybe you think to yourself, keep giving a go. If, if, like you say, don't worry about numbers. If somebody watches it, somebody likes it, mm-hmm. fine, it's just me. I mean, <laughs> if it's my own with stuff, like, I mean, I, I don't care if I've not got 20,000 followers. Because sometimes yeah. you can't always go by that because... I know certain sites sell followers. I'm not going to mention those sites because I wouldn't go to them. But there are certain sites you can buy like so many followers. But I don't agree with that because my opinion is I rather I I built my reputation up the hard way because I was on Podbean as another podcast and that got over to thirty thousand downloads. Then I was on Anchor FM. Mm-hmm. which is still available on Spotify, that podcast. And I got up to, I think, 60,000 downloads. Wow. And currently now on my Red Circle podcast, which allows me basically promote myself and do what I want. Although technically they own the material, like most podcast services do, I, I am allowed to do quite a lot. So I've got over to 5,000 in about two years from doing that one, which isn't bad. As you say, I, I quite like the fact, yeah. as you say, I'm a small fry in a very big world. There's lots of podcasts you can choose from now. Yeah. There's two dozen. And I think to myself, well, I'm quite glad somebody listened to me. I think the most weirdest country I got, <laughs> I found out I was listening to was Nigeria. I thought, wow. I've never been to Nigeria. It's like the other side of the world to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, funny things happen. Unexpected things happen. All you need to, you know, keep doing. That's what I keep telling people. Keep doing it. Uh, So, uh, Mark, if I I talk about writing, uh, which is the most difficult part of uh, your writing process? Uh, Getting up at four o'clock in the morning (laughs) when you got an idea. (laughs) And your wife will go, what are you doing that? I'm writing, darling. Get to bed. Oh, well, I've got this idea. I've got to write it. Oh, for God's sake. I don't try to do that so often nowadays. But it, it, when you get the inspiration to write, it, it's not an automatic process. You can't go, right, today is Friday. I'm going to write something. Because you go, <laughs> uh, um, oh, I'm going to write now. <laughs> I wish I could uh, get you on speakerphone and uh, make my wife listen to this part. Uh, she goes through the same thing with me as well. I get an idea at about 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock at night. And you know, I try and get up and uh, somewhere note it down so that I don't forget it. That happens a lot. <laughs> and that, that, irritate, yeah, that happens. <laughs> as I call it, GBH of the A-roll. 
I, I think that's the crazy part about being a storyteller and and an author. You know, uh, it's not a it's not a scientific process. It, it's not as if there is a time zone during the day when you get ideas, and the other part of the day you do not get ideas. Ideas can happen any time. When you are sleeping, when you are dreaming, you are getting ideas, and sort of. I I have a really bad memory. You know, uh, since childhood I've got a bad memory, so I. tend to forget a lot of things so i have to note everything down and if that is happening at night i, I wake her up along with me <laughs> so i i somehow feel sorry for her <laughs> but you can tell you why for me to say i got the same problem and i got the same kind yeah. of wife who took me off <laughs> in no uncertain terms yeah to not be doing this <laughs> no that, that's the crazy part about being an author but she supports me and uh, initially it was irritating but now it's getting better i hope <laughs> but yeah that's the crazy part about being an author <laughs> okay so um what is your favorite part about publishing and what is your least favorite part about publishing i think the favorite part of publishing is obviously even if it's in only in the ebook It's just seeing it there on Amazon, the fact that your name's there, somebody can look you up, they can look at your book and go, "That's me." Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm on there. You know, it, I, it it's an achievement. It, it's something people, some people do, some people don't. But I, I like the fact I did it. It was hard work, but I did it. And the worst part is learning how to do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And and also. I found the hardest thing to do was setting up the, the money side of it, the payment side of it, because you've got to find all your numbers and your details from the bank, and it is so hard to find out. True, true. Uh, and if you had to give, you know, this one message to uh, aspiring authors, podcasters, YouTubers, cartoonists, what would be that message? Well, I would just say the simple thing: go for it. Just have a go. You've got absolutely nothing to lose. If people criticise you, just ignore them. It's what you want to do, not what they want to do. You're trying your best, and somebody out there will listen to you. And if you need a promotion, I'm sure Jazir would do one, and I would do one. We don't mind because we're not going to charge you. We're not going to criticise you. We're not going to judge you. We're just going to put you out there. Give you a chance to get people, other people, to know who you are. Share to that. We are there. Uh, you know, Mark and I. Anybody wants to reach out, feel free to do that. And Mark, uh, how can people reach you? Please uh, tell us about your uh, podcast and YouTube channel. Well, my podcast is called Ghostmen Radio Station. You can find it on Spotify, which is probably the easiest way to find it. It is on my YouTube channel, which is Mark Anthony Rains. AKA Ghostman. Ha- hashtag Comedy Friendly Zombie Limited. And I am also on Red Circle Podcast, iHeart Radio, Stitcher, Rodeo Republic, Google Podcast, and other services. I put all my stuff on my blog. Which is Ghostman under Ghostman dot blogspot dot com, I think. 
So look it up. If you look, if you write my name, Mark Anthony A N T O N Y Rains R A I N E S into a Google search, you'll probably see lots of stuff come up. You'll probably see my cartoons. You'll see my podcasts. You'll see lots and lots of stuff because I am so prolific. It's probably my account. <laughs> <laughs> I was also, because I do a lot, I do I like to do horror, I, which I call uh, horror theatre. I either do an audio version, or I'm, I dress <clears> up <throat> in a mask and do it that way. I've gone back to audio because the mask bit makes you sweat a lot, and it's not good for you. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it makes you sweat a lot, and uh, <clears throat> makes your uh, listeners and viewers also sweat a lot. <laughs> right uh thank you so much guys so that was mark anthony rains i'm going to share his uh, uh the link to his podcast his youtube channel and uh, his blog uh, in the description feel free to get in touch with him feel free to get in touch with me for any promotions we are there for you absolutely free of cost and uh, also if you have any queries to do with publishing podcasting feel free to get in touch with him of course from uh, me when it comes to publishing i can help you podcasting not so much because i am also new to it but i hope to keep doing it and uh, thank you so much for taking time out mark lovely uh, talking to you and uh, till we meet next time thank you so much guys have a good day don't forget what popa used to say i am where i am i am where i am absolutely <laughs> thank you so much mark <laughs>